Hi and welcome to the Wildflower Stories podcast, where you can connect with stories of everyday women who are trying to resemble Jesus in their lives. We each have a story and there's uniqueness and beauty in each of them. Today, amidst the chaos we're facing as a globe, all thanks to the coronavirus, I'm changing gears and speaking to some friends of mine about a topic that is much needed in this time in history. Prioritising friendship and connection is so pivotal, more than ever. So Maddie and Sharon are on the podcast with me today chatting about this very topic. If you are feeling lonely or just out of sorts by what's happening in the world today, I pray that our conversation inspires you to reach out and connect with others. Thank God for FaceTime and House Party and all the different apps created for connection during this time. And take heart that God is still on the throne and cares not just for our world, but for you. He created us for relationship because he is a relational God. If we ever feel lonely, we can be comforted by the fact that God is consistently available and ready to talk to us. Joshua 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Sit back in the comfort of your own home and join me for a chat with Sharon and Maddie. Well, hello, Maddie and Sharon. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) Um, Thanks so much for joining me today in such a strange time in history um how are you guys coping in isolation um i'm i'm not i'm not not coping (laughs) oh i am but i love people and i love being out and going out and having coffees and lunch and all that sort of thing and so for me it's been a little bit hard and no hugging i'm a hugger Yeah. yeah i miss my hugs too and Mads, what about you? I am 50-50. I do love alone time. Um, so <laughs> um, my in, inner introvert is loving this, but I do feel quite lonely not being able to spend quality time with people because that is my first love language. So, oh, I love yeah. it. And that's why um, I've got you guys on for this episode. Um, I've called it prioritizing friendships. Um, and I just thought it's, it's a perfect time to release something like this when we are in isolation and um, connection is just so pivotal right now in order to survive for so many people. Um, So yeah, let's get started. Um, So Sharon, can you tell us a bit about yourself, about what you do for work, who's in your family, anything else you'd like to mention? For sure. Um, so I'm Sharon Perry. I'm 52, almost 53, and very proud to be that age because lots of people don't get to be that age. So, oh, I love that. <laughs> um, I think you always be happy with, yeah, whatever age you are. I don't believe in being 21 forever. Um, <laughs> I'm married to the lovely Sam, who I've been married to for almost 22 years this year. Um, I've got a stepson and a daughter-in-law, Matthew and Lindsay, who live in Northern Ireland, and I've got two gorgeous grandchildren over there. I've got Harry, who's five, and Robin, who's 10, 
And over here, I've got Andrew, also known as AP to everyone else, um, who's 20, uh, Reese, who's almost 18. And yeah, I've just, well, just before all the crazy started, I started a job at Thomas Hassel Anglican College after a long time off work. Mm. And yeah, and so I'm with the, I'm, well, I am the supervisor for the study centre and I will resume that role once everything goes back to normal, but for now, <laughs> it's not so normal. And the other thing that I do for love, not for money, is I'm the leader of Inspire Women on Wednesday. And um, yeah, and I teach at the college and I absolutely love both of those jobs. They're amazing. Mm. That's me. <laughs> and Mads. Yeah, so my name's Madeline, or Maddie. Um, I am 22, turning 23 this year. I am a registered nurse at the Children's Hospital in Westmead. That feels so nice to say that out loud. <laughs> so um, and I work in uh, the isolation ward, so we deal with um, infectious diseases and infectious oncology, which is cancer. Mm. So my main patient demographic is um, kids with cancer that have like viral illnesses or at this current point in time coronavirus so wow. that's that's me yeah it's amazing wow. it's such yeah. a needed role and so many people appreciate you guys right now um, yeah. so thank you for what you're doing um, in the, for this nation um, cool so um, let's let's talk about friendships and the reason I have you both on is because I, I did want an older woman's perspective and a young younger woman's perspective on friendship because that may look different depending on I guess your generation um, so as we're all in the thick of a time that will make its mark in history the coronavirus has stripped most of our privileges from us um, the most important i think being in face-to-face -face contact with others and as christians we believe that god created us for relationship so this change has been a huge adjustment for the world with some people suffering not just physically but also mentally um, so in light of this why do you think sharon maintaining friendships are so important in life well i think it's important because relationship is what we're made for I think um, even the most introverted person still needs relationship we're, we're made for relationship relationship with God but relationship with each other and it's of the utmost importance that we stay connected to each other and that we maintain our, our friendships and our relationships in this time uh, yeah I, I can't stress it enough how important it is it yeah because it's life, isn't it? Relationship yeah. is our life, yeah. Yep, so true. Um, Mads, what about you? Yeah. Um, I think for me, maintaining relationship, um, especially in a time like this, is something that's going to kind of create some form of normality in our lives, even yeah. though friendships these days will look different to what they usually yeah. do. Hmm. Um, so I feel like constantly having like communion with friends and um even if it's just 
facetiming or whatever just texting people seeing how they're going maintaining a friendship makes me feel like i'm still kind of in touch with the world yeah i guess hmm. yeah so true cool yeah Okay, so um, I wanted to have both of you on the podcast because I admire how you both are intentional with your friendships and I wanted the perspectives from an older woman and a younger woman. So tell us what friendship looks like in your life and how can we learn from the way you maintain it? Mads, if you want to go first. Yeah, so friendships in my life look different from person to person um i've got a lot of friendships with people that you wouldn't expect friendships to be formed um so i i work with a lot of different people a lot of different age groups cultures beliefs um surprisingly a lot of non-christians um in the hospital environment which is really cool just to like be able to be a light um in that arena um but i suppose having exposure to different kind of people has enabled me to adapt Mm. my friendships um so the way i try and maintain them obviously differs with um the person so people that i work with it's so much easier because we still get to see each other especially right now um because we still have to go to work so for me, people that I work with is really easy um, to be friends with them because we can sit down and have coffees together at work during our lunch breaks and stuff like that. Um, But then there's people like um, my best friend, she, Bella, she um, moved churches when she got married and, you know, we don't live five minutes away from each other. And with Mm. this whole social isolation thing, it's been quite tricky to spend um, face-to-face time together um, and the best thing about our friendship is that we are both introverted so we can just go to each other's houses and sit in silence mm. and that's so acceptable and so um, enjoyable for us mm. uh, which obviously we can't do right now so like what we're doing instead is you know we're, we're trying to organize space timing and we're still texting and keeping keeping on top of our friendship that way um but I think my the biggest way I try and maintain my friendships is just to um constantly be invested in it even though times are changing right now I still value my friendships with them so I still make time for them even though it might look a little bit different these days yeah I love that and you know that's why I thought of you because obviously you're really close with my sister and Um, And I see the value you place on your friendship with her. And, um, you know, that's really admirable. And I think more people need to be like that. Um, And I guess it's just so easy with technology these days to put face-to-face contact with people, you know, on, on to the side, to push it to the side. You know, we have Facebook and Instagram and all the other platforms that we can connect with others with and so but I think yeah just face to face contact with people there's nothing like it and nothing could replace it (laughs) 
Um, so Sharon, what are your thoughts on this? Um, okay, so for me, I'm actually I'm similar to Maddie. I've got lots and lots of different friends, but um, all different ages, different uh, cultures, different backgrounds. Um, some are Christian, some aren't. Um, yeah, I've got lots and lots of different friendship groups um, that I have. I think the thing that I was going to say about this question is I learned a really long time ago that some people are initiators and some people are not. Mm. And I spent a lot of time, especially in my 20s, feeling sorry for myself that no one was calling me, but realising that when I was reaching out to people, that people were really connected. And it took me a little while to get, you know... I'm naturally an, an initiator of friendship and that's just who I am and there's some people that are not so great at it. It's not that they don't want to connect, they do. They're just not naturally able to do it. So yeah. once I got over myself <laughs> and realised this is who I was, I was a person that gathered people that that was naturally good at friendship and was good at connecting other people to be friends um, I think it just made my life, it opened up my life, it actually opened up my whole mm. world a lot. Um, so, yeah, so I know I'm an initiator, I love gathering people, I love I love all of my friends, but I love when my friends love each other too. Oh, <laughs> um, I've love never been a particularly jealous person, so I, I love when I introduce someone that I love so much to someone else that I love and they get on, I, that really... It mm. makes me so happy when that happens. I love that. Yeah. Really love that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't no. know, did that, I hope that answered that question. No, Sharon, you brought up a really good point about how some people are initiators and some aren't. Um, I'm sure Maddie can testify to this too. I'm, I'm, I'm an initiator in a friendship and yeah. I, yeah, there have been plenty of times I've been so offended that a lot of my friends aren't and it it can be hurtful but it's good that you made that point because it's true it's not that they don't want to connect it's just that that's just not who they are and it might not be on their radar and um, so yeah that's a really good point to make and I guess it's good to come to terms with that and be okay with it as well so yeah no that's awesome thanks for bringing that up um okay so why do you think women tend to feel lonelier than men um, when it comes to lack of connection. Sharon, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, and I'm generalising when I say this because I know there's some girls out there that are not like this, but I think in general women are more relational and we're naturally more relational and I think we're more nurturing, like we're more nurturing than mm. what men are. And I think that when we don't have that kind of connection, where we don't have a connection where we feel known and understood, I think it just causes us to have that that loneliness and that it's not good for women not to be connected. I think um, years and years ago I read a book by John Maxwell called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's a fantastic book, by the way. But... (laughs) But one of the things he talks about is that how men 
need to go to their cave so they go in and they work things out by themselves and they they go off by themselves and they only come out when they really can't work it out and they'll ask someone else but women how we deal with our problems or how we deal with is through connection it's like we sit around the campfire and we all connect and we talk and women don't need other women to tell us what to do we just need someone to sit there and listen to us and that's what girlfriends do we all sit around, we connect and we listen and by talking things out we work out the things that are wrong and I, I loved that imagery because, I mean, not that I want to, I mean, I love sitting around the campfire but I like sitting around a coffee and a lunch and, a <laughs> mm. and just, and even what Maddie said, you know, just sitting together and being together, like I think as women we need that, we really need that. Yep. Yeah, good point. I love that. I'll have to read that book. I've heard it referenced so many times. <laughs> it is a really good book. <laughs> All right, Mads, what about you? Yeah, um, I look, I'm not an expert in how men think in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't form. think any yeah. of us are. <laughs> men are absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Um, But I, I think, like, you know, you go back to the, the 1700s and 1800s and women's primary role was to stay at home with the children and to yeah like Sharon said be the nurturers and um they were the ones that facilitated the family so they would have their sister-in-laws over or their sisters over and they would all raise the family together while the men worked for the family and Mm. um although times are definitely different now and women work and um there's a lot more to being a woman than just you know, being the, the wife and the housemaid, basically, mm-hmm. um, we still do kind of have that instinct um, of wanting to create the family and wanting to create the relationships within the family and um, wanting to raise our, our children with other women and, um, and do that kind of thing. So I feel like that might be where it stems from. Mm. Um, although, like I said, the times have definitely changed. Um, I just still think that we've we um it came from that i suppose um but in saying that there are so many um different men in my life that are very relational and um, Hmm. they really thrive off friendships so like for example my partner he is also an introvert but he needs quality time with his guy friends um so he's also struggling at the moment with that stuff as well like being separated from his friends um and I feel like he feels it just as much as I do but I also feel like Zach is a lot um more how do I say this not a weird way uh he's a lot more um relationship orientated with other people than I find like people in my family are men in my family are um yeah so I suppose it just depends on the person yeah No, you're totally right. And I guess that's why I meant it as a generalization because obviously there are men who need, I mean, don't we all, but there are definitely men who are, you know, a lot more relationship oriented than others. And, um, you know, and I just think even, I I don't know, as a stay-at-home mum myself, um, you know, I often feel lonely. And it's so strange because I just, I have an amazing support network but I remember speaking to my mum recently about this and she said you know back when I had 
young children and even like you said Maddie in, in the in centuries ago when when women were stay-at-home mums and um, they all gathered together and and they did the mothering together and it was it yeah. was literally a village raising yeah. their kids and and now times have changed you know and there are a lot more mums who who go out to work and um, and that's that's great you know that's great that we we've come yeah. to this place in in time but um, yeah I guess that's why I often complain to my husband how lonely I feel and you know for him he he's happy to just sit around and be in his little man cave all day <laughs> but um yeah it's it's not that way with me so um yeah but thanks for shedding light on on that um so let's get practical now what are some practical ways we can be an intentional connector and friend especially in this time of isolation um, Sharon. Oh, sorry, Maddie. You go. You go first. <laughs> go. <laughs> cool. Um, I think what I have been doing is I've been reaching out to my friends and seeing when they're free, um, just to FaceTime, just so we can catch up on each other's lives and see what we need prayer for and see what we um, can just vent about, really. Um, mm. And I find a good thing about this whole social isolation thing is so many of us um, have more time off because you know their work might not be essential at the moment so for that reason it's good because we have more availability to to hang out um you know via facetiming or social media um so i feel like that's been a really good tool at the moment um and yeah i just feel like if you if you can remember why we are intentional with our friendships um then the, the, the circumstances don't, don't change that. So, like, mm. yes, we might be in social isolation. Yes, we might be quarantined. But I still want to be intentional. I still want to be an encourager. Mm. I still mm. want to be um, a listening ear, a, a virtual shoulder to cry on, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so true. remembering that, I, you need to remember that people still have needs. Um, people still have things that need prayer about. So... That's kind of what's um, reminded me to be intentional with friendships. Um, and, yeah, like, I I just think with social media, with FaceTime, we have ample ways of contacting people and still spending time with people um, compared to what we did before social media was around. So I feel mm, like we should yeah. use that um, to our advantage in a time like this. Mm. Mm. So true. Fantastic. Very true. Me, or I can be really practical. Um, yes. I actually plan. I plan to spend time with people. Um, I'm when I say plan, I mean I put it in my diary. I make lists of people that I'm going to call or that I'm going to text mm. or that I'm going to do that to. And I think and maybe that sounds a little bit I hope it doesn't sound robotic it's because I absolutely love people and I know that if I don't write it down I have a memory like a goldfish and I will forget <laughs> but and I also write down or as soon as Holy Spirit prompts me about someone you know like I could be going through my day and I just have that person in my head I'll either write them down or I'll just stop what I'm doing if I can and I'll just text them straight away and even if it's you know a few little lines and an emoji it's just 
someone knows that you're thinking of them. Yeah. And it's been amazing how many times over the years that people have gone, oh, my gosh, you don't know how much I needed to just, you know, hear that someone loved me or someone was thinking of me or... And you think, man, Holy Spirit, you're so good. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, true. I plan. I invite people. I call people. I make plans with people. I'm really, really intentional. And I pay attention to the promptings that the Holy Spirit gives you. And, and you know, I love all the random moments to the times when you haven't planned for things, you know, when it just mm. sort of happens. I love that too. Um, one of the things I love so much about social media is I'm in a group of girlfriends it's called Angie Sisters from Other Misters and um, it's Angie Reynolds who lots of people from our church would know she is a a missionary in Thailand and works with um, kids over there but obviously she's over there by herself with none of her girlfriends Mm. or her girlfriends are here at home so we've made this group and it's so fantastic any time of the day you know there's silliness that goes on there, there's really heartfelt things, there's prayer requests, there's tears, there's all different kinds of stuff. I know um, when I was going through the cancer journey with my baby sister, she we didn't have to change the name of the group because her name was Angie too. <laughs> so we just added her and the girls every day were encouraging her and praying for her and sending messages to her and do you know like, um, Messenger and all those sort of apps, they've just been amazing to be able to connect with people at any time mm. and just to be able to, you know, and I think too, especially for you, like just you're a mum and when you're a mum, oh my gosh, sometimes you're in the baby milk bar, you know, at three o'clock in the morning and just to be able to connect with someone, even though you're writing it and no one's answering straight away, someone gets up at six o'clock and they'll answer because yeah. they've read it but it's just that connection and knowing that you're connected to this group of women who are totally supporting you and totally loving you and I have lots of groups like that I've got that group I've got the farmies group the roadies group the awesome foursome I've got I love <laughs> so I've got that. Lots of little groups like that <laughs> and so they all know cool. who they are <laughs> but I love to connect like that and I think it's been a real blessing to me yeah Oh, Sharon, I love everything you just said and I think that's that's so cool and I don't think it's robotic at all, you know, being intentional and planning out who you want to spend yeah. time with. Um, I think that's that just shows what what a beautiful friend you are and um, oh. I think we can all learn from that, so thank you for that. Um, and I, I just think, yeah, it's so important in this time, um, you know, to, to make the most of... Um, yeah technology in a sense and you know the other day I FaceTimed some friends and you know before doing it I felt kind of awkward about it because I'm like is how is this going to work is it going to be awkward (laughs) is it going to be weird but it wasn't and I just say to anyone out there who who does feel a bit awkward about it just do it (laughs) there's there's no harm it's so funny I'm on zoom now zoom house party I'm on all these these social apps and I'm going off oh, I don't even know what half of them do but I remember 
I, I got I had a friend that asked me to sign up to that house party or something. It's just a, a um, social media app sort of thing where you can talk to each other. And I, I missed it. I thought, I'm going to give this a go. And I pressed the button and she was walking. She's walking and talking and I'm lying on my bed. And it was fantastic. Oh, that's really awesome. Good. And that, that's the fun of it. You can be in the comfort of your own home and still connect with anyone, you know. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's. Yep. I guess we should just appreciate it for what it is right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, perfect timing. Alba has decided she's not happy right now. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I really appreciate your time. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely connect over Facebook <laughs> or whatever other platform there is soon. Um, and, yeah. yeah, all the best with, you know, the next few months so thank you girls hope you got some sound advice from two very wise women i wanted to ensure that there were some practical suggestions too because i know not everybody is an initiator when it comes to friendship but everyone can be an intentional friend especially in times like these if you didn't notice, my six weeks old baby girl made her appearance on the episode, so apologies for the milk sucking sound and the 10 or so second pause in the middle of recording. Couldn't record without an interruption, of course. But in all seriousness, if you are going through an especially difficult time during isolation, please know that there are hotlines available and people who want to be there for you, even if they can't be there in person. I especially would love to pray for you. So if you want to reach out, you can message me over on Instagram. I honestly would be privileged to pray for you. And friends, this time we are living in is uncertain and simply strange, but I hope that you find unexpected joy and peace in it. We will one day look back at this time and appreciate the time we had with our loved ones. It's all that really matters in the end. I'm praying for you over the next few months and I'll hopefully be back with another episode in a few weeks. See you then.